patients and families are Stoughton Hospital's number one priority. To provide trusted health information to our patients and community, we present Stoughton Hospital Health Talk with Melanie Cole. How do you determine which essential oil to use for a specific issue? It can be difficult, but with the use of testing methods and body awareness, you can improve your mind, body, and spirit connection. My guest today is Ann Adamitz. She's an acupuncturist and yoga specialist with Stoughton Hospital. Welcome to the show, Ann. So let's talk about essential oils. First of all, people don't really understand their uses. They don't understand the possible complications with using them. Give us a little background on essential oils. Well, it's a great question. Essential oils have been used thousands of years. You know, when they buried the pharaohs and things like this, they would put the most most expensive objects in with them, and there would be, you know, barrels and barrels of essential oils in there because it was original healing tools. And so for many years, we've been using these oils for many things. And what I think is the most fascinating thing about the oils is how well they work with the body and how non-toxic and supportive they are to the immune system, to the digestive system, and all around just for mood, especially this time of year. So some oils can be downright dangerous if used incorrectly. So why don't you start going through a list of some of the essential oils that you love and that you'd like people to explore and learn how to use, and then we'll talk about some of the risks involved. Okay. Well, just to kind of begin the whole concept of talking about risk, overall, the essential oils are quite safe. Some can even be ingested. So they're overall quite safe. The issues with oils are when we misuse them or not realize how powerful they can be. So essential oils can even be um, warming or cooling, and they have lots of properties. And so, for example, using them with children under two is really not recommended. In fact, it's called aromatherapy for a reason because when you breathe in the oils, breathing them, you when you breathe in the oils, you take in millions of molecules of this oil into your lungs. And then through the process of breathing, it gets exchanged, the gas gets exchanged into your bloodstream. So the blood actually goes in, or so that oil actually goes into your bloodstream. So people don't realize that you can actually just breathe the oils, and that's a very valid way of taking them. They're not necessarily uh, important to put on the skin, although that is another valid way to take them. So my first rule of safety is to always just smell oils first. In fact, if you have pain or a headache, you can select a few oils that are indicated for headache. Maybe it's a headache because there's too much inflammation. You could take a look at peppermint, which has a cooling property to it. So you could smell the oil and notice and feel and to see if it is actually relieving the headache in any way. And that's a very valid way to choose the oil by seeing if when you smell it, you notice a decline in the symptom. What a great tip that is. And what about using the oils directly on your skin? Is it true that you have to mix them with another kind of a buffer oil or can some be used directly? Well, it, having been using the oils for so many years and clinically, there's all different ways to use the oils. And my suggestion is to get a lot of education off the bat and initially just use them as aromatherapy. If you do use them topically, like you're describing on the skin, it is wise to use them with like a coconut oil or something like that. And less is more. One drop of this oil is um, has amazing, amazing amount of properties to it. So for example... 
something like clove, okay, is a very strong antioxidant. It's the strongest antioxidant known. So people buy things like uh, extract of pomegranate and things like this. And on the ORAC scale, which weighs the, uh, the antioxidant properties, pomegranate would rate like a 300 or something like that. A drop of clove oil would be in the millions in the antioxidant properties. Wow. So the benefit of these oils is it's really hard to describe, especially when you use a very noted and well-respected company for the oils and they have high-quality standards. This is something that's really important because not all oils are created equally. The cheaper the oil, unfortunately, it, the more probably not... Um, it wouldn't have the same benefits. For example, if the oil is really a very cheap oil that you just get off the internet, for example, that oil can be extracted from the plant using a chemical. So now you do have a chemical property into that oil. And so it's really important when you're ordering these oils that they are from a trusted source, that they are as well-crafted as possible, and that there are quality standards in place to make sure that you're getting the properties and the um, benefits of the oils that are described. Why are they sometimes so expensive? Jasmine oil, the tiniest little bottle, can be mm-hmm. very, very expensive. Why is that? Well, um, jasmine's a really good example. Frankincense, since it's right around the holidays, is another really great example. Frankincense is only found from a particular type of tree found in the Middle East. And to even get the uh, ability to go to those areas, much less farm those areas, much less than extract the oil. And Depending on the time of year and the weather and all of these factors that go into it, it's really important when you harvest the oil. It's really important how you harvest the oil. It's important the temperature at which it's kept at. So many things go into play to make sure that you get the exact format of oil and that the chemical integrity is intact when you get the oil. And because of that, the, the oil can be quite expensive depending on how hard it is to obtain. It's just like gold or any other you know, precious thing in the world. In, fa- in fact, when I always tell people about oils, I, think, I say, well, think about you know, the original Christmas story, for example. What are the three most uh, expensive things that they were given? And two of them are, are essential oils and the other one's gold. And so we're thinking about historically or even you know, traditionally what are, how, how uh, important and how powerful these oils are. And, and those are some examples of that. What a great analogy. Now, you mentioned aromatherapy. Mm. So do you have to have a fancy aromatherapy diffuser? How do you create your tincture? Can you just put it on something that will heat it up and, and release those aromas into the air? How do you use aromatherapy? Well, it's, you can open up the bottle and smell it straight from the bottle. That's one way. That's the easiest way. So I wouldn't worry too much about everything. But a really fantastic way is to get a cool diffuser. The cool water diffusers, you can find them quite a few places nowadays. It's getting quite popular. But the cool water diffuser maintains that chemical integrity of the oil because when you heat an oil, like when you cook with um, a high heat oil, it, it keeps its properties at high heat. But when you warm some of these oils, it can break down the oil chemical structure. So you want to keep that intact and you want to use a cool water diffuser to get these into the air. And there's, there's many available, but I do like diffusing. I'll diffuse, for example, um, you've got stuffed up noses or colds and coughs and things like that. There are many oils used to clear lungs and to clean the air because they've got um, properties that clean. 
And so when you use something like um, like a eucalyptus is actually, the chemical structure of eucalyptus is a mucolytic, which means it actually breaks down mucus in the lungs when you breathe it in. So if you put that into a diffuser and it's in the air and you're breathing it, say, at night while you're sleeping, you're exchanging that into the lung all night. It's like a way of kind of internally cleaning the lung at night. It's really a support to the immune system. Then give us some of your favorite oils and their uses. Kind of just list a few off for us and what you like people to do with them. Okay. Well, one, I love the citruses. The citruses are always uplifting for people who have mood disorders. Citruses are really nice and to have them going all, all, a lot of the time. One time I had them going in my house and someone knocked at the door and opened the door and they're like, oh my gosh, it smells like a spa in here. And I said, yeah, all, all day long, you know, we always have something going. So citruses are my favorite, like lemon, lime, tangerine has a sweet smell that's really uplifting. And in the winter months when we don't smell the earth, that's a loss of connection. And a lot of people don't realize that that helps us feel a lot better. So bringing those kind of actual fruit smells into the air can help get that reconnect to, reconnection for our bodies. Uh, of course, frankincense is one of my all-time favorites. I use it in my skincare. Uh, I mix it with you know, non-toxic lotions and things like that. And for face and for eye creams, it has like a gentle, very mild tingling effect and is said to support skin and immune system. So frankincense is one of my all-time favorites. It's also incredible for burns. Um, I got a burn on a light bulb a while back and I put some on and it took all of the pain away. It was totally amazing. I, I, I didn't even expect it to be that good. Um, I love eucalyptuses. I love uh, Raven Thara is another one of my favorite oils, which is like a camphor, which is good for opening up airways for people who get congestion and things like that. Gosh, there's so many. Um, you know, you've got lavender for people who want to have a more relaxing experience. And, gosh, there's so many. Patchouli, chamomile, nutmeg even. What about basil oil? Because that has pregnant women. I mean, that does carry some ingestible complications or risks or warnings with it. Right. And you should always look to obtain a list of oils if you are um, concerned. And everybody should take a look at the oils that are contraindicated. Many of the oils will say contraindicated during certain things. Like for epileptics, peppermint isn't very good because it's very, it's like more of like a stimulant. And so they want to stay away from peppermint. And people with high blood pressure, same, stay away from peppermint. Basil oil is a really heating oil. It's part of a collection of oils that are used for what is called a raindrop massage therapy. And those are oils that help to um, do like an in-depth cleansing of the body. And basil is like a heating oil. If you put it on even without a coconut oil, it can burn. It can burn, not um, like a chemical burn or something like that, but it can be hot on the skin. And so it is contraindicated in certain circumstances. So my suggestion to you is to definitely look at the properties of oils, look at contraindications before you choose. And so I usually have people start off with a kit of oils that I like from a certain company, and then I like to start them off with citruses. I like to start them off with lemongrass and and a few things for just about any occasion. Frankincense is universally safe. And so I like to start them off with a few oils that are pretty easy to use and safe. Do you have some resources, places where people can get quality information they can trust? Yeah, that's a superb question. And there's a lot of information out there. I would say to go to my website, there's a lot of information there, anadamus.com. And I would also say that to 
to obtain a book of oils, um, to find one essential oils handbook or desk reference. Abundant Health has a lot of good desk references. Um, there's also a, a few apps that you can get connected to that have um, a few, you know, a lot of information about the oils, what oil to use for what. But I would say overall to take a look at the oils, select maybe three that might be indicated and make sure you smell them before you do anything more with them, before you diffuse them and make sure that they're actually helping you to feel better. You could smell it for, you know, 20 to 30 seconds to identify if it if it's making your headache better or if it's making it, sometimes making it worse, it's not the right oil. So I would say, you know, using your body and, and smelling and really feeling to see if it's making a difference is, is bye. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's really great and such interesting information. You're listening to Stoughton Hospital Health Talk. And for more information, you can go to stoughtonhospital.com. That's stoughtonhospital.com. Thank, this is Melanie Call. Thanks so much for listening.